All right, we are live. Yay. And I'm super excited tonight because I have one of my amazing, amazing friends here, Jen Zahari. And uh, Jen, it's just a real honor and privilege to have you on the show tonight. And I can't wait for our listeners to uh, listen to your story. So if you could just share a little bit about your background story and how uh, you have become one of the unstoppable overcomers. Yes. First, Dorothy, thank you so much for having me. I've been so anticipating this day. So, yay. Um, okay, where do I start my story? Um, you want the whole thing or the reduced version? Let's start from the beginning. Okay, it's start from the beginning. Perspective. Okay. Um, in, a, in a short version. Um, guys, I the way I describe me is I'm not unlike millions of other people. And what I mean by that is as a young girl, I received a lot from other people and in how I received that and how some of the comments were made, I built in a voice that was not necessarily internally empowering, right? Mm -hmm. And in that not internally empowering voice, built a lot of internal anxiety throughout the years. And we know that when we started, it tends to build and build. And that certainly was true for me. The interesting dynamic of who I am is externally, like I was, I am a, we're going, we're doing this. There's nothing stopping me kind of person. Um, so it left me through decades of this internal dichotomy of strong outside and inside questioning, wondering, anxious, self-doubt um, world. And my, I mean, I could go through story after story throughout life, but we won't. Hi, Christy. Um, my, my pivot was mid thirties. I had cancer and that was kind of the moment in life that I said, okay, it's time for a change. It's time to take all this internal stuff and garbage and there's a reason why this is happening. And it's been an eight year journey since of just um, being as strong inside and as I've always worked to show outside. That is amazing. And I love that. Your strength is absolutely amazing. And um, there obviously is a special place in my heart for anybody who has gone through cancer and things like that, because it, it could be, it could be devastating if you let it be. And yeah. I just know that your strength and through, you know, listening to your story about that time has been absolutely uh, pivotal in helping me get through my dad's cancer. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing your tips along your journey um, with that as well. Cause that's, that's truly amazing. Of course. Thank you for that. I really think that as people, the more that we can share about what we're going through, the more it may resonate with the right person, because um, I think everyone's experience is different. And the more experiences we hear, the more that we can say, oh, that one lands with me. And that's the one that's going to impact me. Right. So, And our friend Tim here is awesome. on our show tonight. So welcome, Tim. Amazing guy. So the topic tonight is stepping into your future. So how would you say that your past overcomings have helped you to step into the future? Mm, you know, 
I would say that every single thing that I've lived through throughout the years, um, I wouldn't change any of it. No matter even the stuff that made me literally fall to my knees, um, every single moment has given me nuggets along the way that built me into who I am now. And without those, I wouldn't be the coach that I am now. I wouldn't be the um, friend that I am now. You know, I would be different. And I, I really believe that even in some of our darkest moments, it's all meant for reason. So, yeah. Sure. I um, If I really had a digress on it, though, I think that as I look to communication, I think is probably the one of the strongest points in all the different levels of communication and people I've talked to has probably taught me the most dynamic about what people go through in life. And even not just from my perspective, but from other people's as well. Right. Definitely been a learning curve in communication for my family this last couple of weeks, I have to say, so I can totally relate to that. And, um, you know, it's it, it's funny because we're afraid to open up those conversations, those hard conversations. And inside of our minds, we make it bigger than what it really is. So by the time you have that conversation and that communication that needs to happen, you built it so out of proportion or speaking for myself personally, yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but you've built it so far up into your head that when you actually have the conversation, it's just like it's a it was nothing like what oh, yeah. you've made mountains out of are really molehills. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, Dorothy, I couldn't agree with that more. And, um, you know, I look and the best example I can use is my marriage. We've been together for 22 years and there was a lot of mountains made out of very small, small, small molehills. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's been so many lessons for me as it relates to communication and understanding of the other person and and knowing even thinking about what they're going through and what you know just keeping in mind keeping that perspective to say what what is this person thinking and why this is responding this way i'll give you an example for my husband there were ways that he responded in the past that would just like eat at me. Like, why are you, and I, I don't like using this word, but why are you controlling me? But it wasn't a control thing. It was a safety thing. You know, he was always concerned about, is my wife safe? Mm -hmm. Did she make it safely to her destination? Is she safely traveling for three days? Whatever it was. Yeah. And in that delving into the understanding piece of, what that other person may, what perspective they may be coming from. I can tell you it's not only healed so much of previous conversations, but the depth of conversations that we have now that we didn't have in the first 15 or more um, is beautiful, so. Right. So Dr. Christie says she's never made anything never. bigger than it was, never. <laughs> You know that, Christy. <laughs> I, I have to laugh because you ladies have really um, 
been my rock, I would say, for the last month, if not longer, maybe the last three months. Uh, well, since definitely since I've known you, uh, Jen, I've known you a little bit longer than Dr. Christie, but I, I just have to thank you because the conversations that we have off air uh, have definitely helped me grow. And a lot of our conversations are all about expectations and the expectations that we put on other people. Yeah. And I know that for me only being married a year and a half. And of course, most of that year and a half has been during a pandemic. And, and so the expectations that I would have put on my husband or, or what I thought he should do or what I thought we should do were totally different. And again, that relates back to communication where if we would have communicated that instead of having that expectation, then things would have went a lot smoother um, until it comes to a head and then you have to have that deep conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I just thank you on your expertise for you know expectations and those expectations that we put on other people. Yeah. I, you have some good, really good nuggets in there, but first I'm going to say, Dorothy, um, I really believe it goes both ways. Like I've learned so much from you in the time that we've known each other. And since we've met and we all learn from each other every day and in every conversation. So yeah. expectations are a finicky thing. I think that, um, yeah, just, I don't, I don't think it's fair to put expectations on anyone anymore. Um, because we don't know the position that they're at in life. And if we come from understanding as opposed to expectations, I don't know, life's just better, I think, for me anyway, just in, in understanding. And I'm going to rephrase that because expectations, I, I still have high expectations of myself. And of course, there's expectations as it relates to what we want for certain levels of life and work or career or relationships or things like that. But to, to place our expectations and whether it be the way that we work or the way that we communicate and say that other people have to do that. Um, that's tough. Uh, we have a new listener here. Uh, Sheptress Brown. Welcome. Hi, thank you for joining us key i'm curious yeah. about the key what's key yes yeah, so if you could expand on that, that a little bit chapter so that would be awesome and i totally i'm sorry if i massacred your name <laughs> um sure and, and if anybody has any questions for for jen just let us know in the comments um so i just i had a thought and then it went squirrel we like were talking about on. expectations and understanding. Right. And, and I get that is one of the biggest lessons, I think, in the last couple months that I have definitely learned is, you know, we, we build stuff up on how it should, how it should go and not understanding. Oh, another thing I want. That's what it was. So the, the most, uh, there was a cartoon. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it circulated through Facebook a couple of times, um, where there is a man leaning over the ledge and he's trying to grab his man's, uh, his woman's, his wife's hand mm -hmm. and the snake is biting her hand and there's a boulder on top of him. And so the wife is not seeing, that there's a boulder on top of her husband, but then she's not seeing that the snake is biting her. And that is so, that to me, when I first saw that, that was just like, exactly, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and I have a husband that doesn't like to talk about work, but he's at work 80% of the time. And so, you know, I, 
if I understood what the pressures that he was under, I would have a lot more better understanding. Um, just like, so in that case, like I don't bring a, I try not to bring a lot of work stuff home with me um, to honor that. But in the same sense, like, cause we don't know what each other's going through. So I think it would be nice just to be able to just let it out five minutes, boom. Mm. But then I'm a verbal processor and he is not. So <laughs> we're opposites on a lot of things, and, but we were also attracted to a lot of different stuff at the beginning too. So um, yeah, so I just thought that that was powerful. So um, Steffer yeah. says that is key, balancing expectations and communication. That's Absolutely. Exactly right. Agreed. So huh, it is a good one, Christy, you would like it. Um, and Robert says expectations I found as a killer. We all have high expectations for ourselves, but we don't reach that. We're so hard on ourselves. Exactly. I am my biggest critic and I will admit that. And there's nobody that can say anything that I haven't already said to myself. That being said though, I'm getting, letting that crap go on myself. I don't know about you, Jen. Um, expectations of myself. Yes. Yeah. I, I can say, I'm better at expectations of myself than I've ever been before. And I, it's still a work in progress. I, I have, I have a lot I want to do in this journey and I have a lot of impact that I want to make. And in order for that to happen, um, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and with all of that, the biggest expectation that I've started diligently to place on myself is the expectation of just allowing and actually relaxing and grounding and, spending more time on the vessel and making sure that we're protecting us first. Um, because otherwise the doing does no good if we're not in good health. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Robert also has another comment. Uh, congratulating us ladies on becoming international bestsellers. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Jen and I are co-authors in a book called uh, The Blessings of COVID, which was released yesterday and hit number one, uh, first day of release. Uh, number one bestseller. So um, for those of you that didn't get to see the Zoom call last night, go on Robert's page because uh, I shared it too. So you'll see it on my page or Robert's page uh, of the authors that were able to show up um, and talk about our chapters. So that, yes. And yeah. congratulations to you too, Robert. I was going <laughs> to say thank you. And thank you, Robert, for putting it together and all of the stuff that you do to get everyone seen. So thank you for all of that. Yes. So okay, let's, can we stay on expectations for a minute? Yes. Um, as we look at the topic and as we look at what we're here to talk about tonight of our future, right. And going into our future powerfully um, and mindfully, I think that expectations and that word and whole is a, is a big piece of the future. Right. Yep. For sure. Um, and when I look at expectations of the future, I think it's a lot different than I have in the past. Um, and I, and I invite people to look at expectations of the future of what they want to leave behind and the values that they want to leave and what they want people to say in the, in the future. And, um, even the expectations, you know, when I look to the things that I want to do and maybe I want it in a year, but even saying, you know, and cutting off the timelines at times, and I think it, it's healthy to say, okay, I, I want to do this. And maybe it comes in a year instead of six months. 
but lightening up on yourself a little bit that way, I think is healthy. And what I've learned in my journey and some of the things that I have coming to fruition here over the next couple of weeks even is once I resigned myself to the fact in certain areas of the quote unquote expectations of what I had to do or should do to make things happen. And I let those go and I just started allowing things to come to fruition. They did. And, and that has been my word for the last two weeks allow. Yeah. Because I, um, I give and give and give, but I've never opened myself to allowing everything that's coming. I want it, but uh, as Jen pointed out, I wasn't allowing that stuff into my life. So um, I, I totally understand that. And I'm every time I feel myself going, well, no, I should do this or, you know, this should happen. I'm like, I stop myself. Like I'm becoming more aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely like, because we all want everything to be happened yesterday. You yeah. know, we, we, we want to be able to have that $5 million in the bank and we want to be able to help the food bank forever. And we want to be able to do this and we want to be able to do that. And as people who set goals and, you know, really go after them, sometimes it's hard when, you know, in six months that didn't happen or, you know, your bank bank account doesn't reflect the, the money that you really want in there at that moment. But that doesn't mean that it's not coming or the fact that you you thought you were getting through to somebody and that you know, you really just didn't, weren't able to help them in that moment. Uh, you know, it pertains to a lot of different things, right? And uh, just really allowing things or and being instead of doing. And that's yeah. another thing that, you know, I'm allowing instead of constantly go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also just um, being okay with, it may not look the way you planned. Mm-hmm. It, it may look different. And I can tell you as someone who, when I started my entrepreneurial journey the first time, the very first time, and then and then now this most recent, um, I, I really had it that it had to be, it had to look the way that I was planning it. And I'm not a planner by nature anyway, but I thought like, if you do this, you gotta have a plan. And, and it's looked way different. I mean, I can tell you, I started my first e-commerce business. It'll be four years ago. And that was kind of the spark that started everything else. And the more that I've let go of, it had to look a certain way and just kept taking the actions that I knew I needed to, having the right energy behind it and using the allowing, the more the right things are coming to fruition, even though it's not what I thought it was going to be in the first place. Right. And it feels the most right. And I feel the most connected to to where I'm headed in my future. Yeah. And that and that's powerful. And listening to that, listening to, um, you know, your intuition and, and going with that, I think is key. Every time I've gone away from I call it gut feeling before every time I go away from that, it's just like, oh, shit, like the it hit the fan. Uh, literally, yeah. uh, so I totally understand that for sure. Yeah. All right. So talking to, can we, um, I wanted to back up for a minute to a question you asked earlier, way earlier when we, when we talk about the past and I, you know, I, I've really had a lot of reflection on the past and I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't live there. Like I actually, there are times that I won't even delve too much into the anxiety stuff or the depression stuff or 
even the bouts of suicidal thoughts I had just because I'm not there anymore and I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. And I, the thing that I want to get out to anyone watching is as you look to powerfully go into your future and as you're looking to moving forward, working through the things in the past that need to be let go is so key. Um, and not living in the story of running through what you went through, at least for me anyway, not running through that story over and over again, because what I've learned for me anyway, is it, it repatterns it, that that's your story. Mm-hmm. And if you keep telling yourself that this is what I went through and this is why this, and this is why this, then you're telling yourself that, and you're disempowering yourself for whatever that story is. Whereas if you take off some of the labels and you start letting go of that story, then it's easier to actually move forward with whatever it is that you want to move forward with. The other thing that I I just, I want to make mention of just because it's been so powerful for me and my healing is the emotional and energy aspect of healing. And I never realized until especially the last three, four years I did a lot of studying when I started um, my pivot eight years ago, just learning about the brain and energy and emotions and how to actually let it go. I knew that medicine wasn't right for me. I knew that I wanted to heal naturally and on my own. Mm -hmm. And over the last several years of just learning the cellular emotional side of what what we need to let go of from all the shit that's (laughs) still there, it has been the most pivotal part of my growth because you don't realize when all this stuff is going on in life, it's leaving all of the residuals in your cells. And when you can actually let those go, you can actually build a new powerful story for yourself. So exactly. You know, I never thought about that. You know, each time we because I share my story and I'm not giving power to it. I'm just sharing it so other people can it's relatable, right? Because yeah, other people have been bullied and other people have had low self-esteem. And in the moments where, in those moments that we've had, it can feel like you're the only one going through that. Yeah. And part of my mission is to make sure that women know that it's it's not just them. Like it's 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 not so, like you don't have to be just sequestered to just you and and your problems. Uh, and it's funny because still to this day, it's like it blows my mind. Like if I'll I'm having a really bad day and I'll reach out to you and Dr. Christie, it's just like, well, yeah, I can relate to that. And that's just really you, you know. And I'm thinking, even to this day, I'm thinking, uh, it must just be me thing because mm-hmm. of everything that's happened. And it's just really reassuring to yeah. build yourself around that community of people that you know could really uh, reach out to you and help you and. Uh, just be part of something bigger than yourself. So you're not sucking your shit. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I love exactly. how you said the past isn't just that things that I have to pass. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and it's a dance to your point, because if people don't know what our experiences are, it's hard for them to know if they resonate with us, right? Exactly. Or that or that they have the similar experience. And I can tell you that um, loneliness for me was a big thing because I, my story for a long time was that I was alone in all of it. And 
loneliness is a real thing and i'm very passionate that no one walk alone in in life yeah. and i'm still very careful about how i how i present it because i won't i won't keep repatterning it the other interesting thing for me is um i'm writing a fiction ser series right now and that fiction series includes a lot of my life story and it's been interesting in that because I'm there's times that I have to literally like untether myself to the book just because it'll take me back to moments that I don't want to live there anymore. So exactly. Yeah. That is, you know, and, but I think once you write the book, it's free. Cause for me, oh, when I wrote, when I wrote my book, it was just like, yes, I had to go back into my journals and that to make sure that I had the right thing after yeah. so many years but it's just like it's freeing because it's out there and no one once it's out there no one can take that no one can hold that over you yeah like it's just like it's freeing so i totally get it i can't oh yes yeah. tell us more about the fiction series so i i'm really excited about it um this has been in the works for about five years maybe maybe four or five years mm -hmm. and I've, I've restarted it twice and finally on the final version. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people understand and breaking the stigma of mental health and what people go through in moments of life that, that cause them to frame things in certain ways. And the book, um, the book is a young lady who is getting ready to end her life um and walking through the story of her life and current and past and yeah i my it's it's bringing out a lot of just emotional feelings from everything from judgment to communication to perspectives to our voice to not stifling ourselves or other people and that's all i can give you without giving you the whole book <laughs> I can't wait. So when does it come out? Yeah. So I expect to have the final, the final draft completed by the end of the month. And I already have, um, Dr. Christie in fact, has been one of the, the beta readers for me. I've appreciated it very, very much. Um, I have a couple other beta readers that will, um, do a final read of it and then it'll go on to the editor. I'm timelining that I'd like to have it published by the end of uh, summer. Um, but I do plan to submit it to all the big publishing houses. So I know that takes a little bit longer. So it may not be till till closer to November or December. Awesome. Yay. That's so amazing. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. Thank you. I'm excited. And and more so than that, I'm excited to bring understanding to what people see and what they go through when when we get into our heads of negative or when we get into our heads of disempowerment or what i call the shit storm downwards mm -hmm. we we can't always see the up yep. and if we don't have people that help us see the up or if we have people around us who are more prone to um complaining about their day or whatever it is it can be even harder to see that and that's why number one, we surround ourselves with the right people, but also that we teach other people how to see the signs. Because I can tell you that as someone who 
always worked to have a strong pace. I didn't want anyone to see the signs of what I was going through inside. Yeah. Um, but if we start teaching people what to look for, it'll be easier to see. That That is so true. So true. Because I'll have a tendency to go down the rabbit hole and then I'll bring myself up. And then, you know, I, and then, of course, the community that I've surrounded myself with say, hey, you know, let's let's keep let's see what the, the positive side is of things, too. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and I think we can all get to that place. But as long as when you recognize it, you try and dig your way the other way. <laughs> yeah. And it's going for ourselves. You know, I had a lot of healing to do. And I, I can tell you, even with all the healing every year, it's like, well, wow, that I even healed way more than I thought I had left. But it's a journey. And I'll probably 10 years from now say, wow, I've even grown even more this year than I did the year before. Um, and I hope that's the case because I'm, I for one want to keep learning and refining um, who I am and in all areas. So. Looks like our friend has got to run. So thanks Thank for stopping so by. Happening. Yes. Please stay connected. That's for sure. Awesome. So I know you also have a children's series too, don't you? A I children's do. book series. So tell us a little bit more about that. I do. So um, uh, Fearfully Brave is the first book in the series. And I, we've had a little bit of, I've had a little bit of a hiccup on getting the rest of the series out, but I am expecting um, to be able to have them back on track for the rest of the year. So again, coming back to my childhood and what I look and reflection to say, okay, this would have really helped me um, when I was young. And that is the simple understanding of our feelings, you know, for me. And again, I'm so grateful for the fact that I, I was raised with the gritted out mentality. You just keep going and you persevere and suck it up and keep moving forward. And on the one hand, I'm so grateful that I have that ingrained in me. On the other side, one thing that would have really helped me as a child is to know what feeling, how to feel feelings and how to really understand this is what fear feels like. And this is what brave feels like. And and this is what I feel like when I'm fearful or brave or happy or sad or angry or mad or whatever it is. Right. And teaching our kids to know that all feelings are healthy and all feelings are good, but also what to do with them when they show up. Yeah. Um, so each book is the dichotomy of fear and brave, happy, sad, and each book moving forward um, with the goal to just teach, teach kids about feelings. That is powerful. Because if you teach them while they're young, then we won't have such messed up adults. There was yeah. a sign I saw that it was in Port Huron years ago when I was dating somebody and he had a lot of issues. And I read that sign and I'm like, yeah. yep, that's true. I mean, we all have issues. We all do. But yeah. if you take care of it while you're a child, you know, when you when you get to adulthood, it goes a lot better. Yeah. Um, and, and some of us, like myself, I, you know, I, I it took for me to get through certain things to finally see that yeah i needed healing from this or that or whatever and um so that's powerful you know uh, uh, congratulations on that that's awesome thank you and i well and i want to make them fun i don't think i mentioned they're fun with feelings children's book series is the series name so yeah and i agree with you dorothy the more that we can teach our kids now of how to do things um the, the stronger adults there, they have the potential of being in the future. So 
And it, it inadvertently, I've gotten a number of comments from the adults who read to the children, which has been pretty cool because there's there's a lot of adults who also haven't learned how to manage their own feelings. So that that's helped and been interesting that way as well. I did just put your website in the comments, Jen. Um, so if anybody's looking to um, get a hold of the one of the books for the children's series that is out, uh, you do sell them on your website, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank and you. no, no, my pleasure. And I know you didn't put this in your bio, but one of my favorite things that Jen does, well, not my favorite, she does a lot of favorite things, but another thing that Jen does, okay, so I'm going to go back to what I think you're excited about, but Jen's happy <laughs> mail. Oh my God. It blows my mind. If you, okay. So you know, those subscriptions that you guys get, I'll let Jen tell it, but those subscriptions you get in the mail that these ladies go gangbusters for Jen, what do you have for our guests? Like what, tell them what it is that you have on that website. Cause it's freaking amazing. Yeah. And not a lot of people know about it. Thank you. Jen's Happy Mail is the website. And again, I started about four years ago. And my goal was, is still to just minimize loneliness for people. You know, how often someone feels not heard, not seen, not cared about, not understood. And being able to give someone a gift to say, I see you, I hear you, I care about you, as just a small token to... It can make someone's day. That's something simple. The other thing that I have been on a mission to integrate with it is tools, actionable tools that will help them in whatever, um, from journals to different books, um, whether it be inspiring, empowering, or even things action-oriented, goal-oriented, depending on, on what they need. I have, there. there's a number of anxiety packages as well. So it's been an exciting ride. It's been fun and interesting to learn a lot about e-commerce, but um, yeah. <laughs> I say it's one of my favorite things only because when I took, when I got a hold of that, I was like, oh my gosh, like some of the stuff that Jen's done is like stuff I've been fantasizing about doing forever. So mm -hmm. we'll see, but eventually we might be partners on that. We'll see. Thanks I'm just sure. throwing that out there. Hi, so Carl. our friend Carl showing up here. Thanks, Thanks for coming, Carl. And so Jen, there's another thing too. So not only are you an author and you have Jen's happy mail, but yes. you are also a coach. Tell us more about that. I am a coach. So I have had a passion for helping guide people for as long as I can remember. And I, yeah, I am on a mission to help people thrive in life and thrive in their futures. My specialty is really that understanding of where someone's currently at with life, where they want to be and helping them close that gap, helping them let go of the limiting beliefs. Um, again, for me, it's that trifecta. It's the letting go of the cellular emotional side, which is not my specialty. But if you know Dr. Christie, she's freaking amazing at it energy healing which i'm newly learning my gift and really working a lot with that and theta healing and um repatterning the neural pathways and that's really the repatterning is really actions habits building the right the right um habits with people so that they can move forward i'm all about 
people moving forward powerfully and thriving in life and and letting go of the the hurt that we feel or the stress that's behind it or the anxiousness and the anxiety that shows up on a, on the daily fact is is we we're all human and we're going to have anxious moments mm-hmm. but if we can minimize those and enjoy more and have anxious moments less i think that that's the goal for everybody exactly uh, i think so too for those of us that are trying to move forward in our lives and better ourselves so for sure i yeah. you know um that and that's truly amazing yeah can we stand that comment for a minute sure i really think that every single person is doing the best that they can in their own right every single day and and i think that that's and just a shout out to everybody like just give yourself credit every day if you just showed up to work today and you worked give yourself credit for it and if you just got yourself out of bed and made it on time you'll give yourself credit for it i think that sometimes we as humans we can get so hard on ourselves that we lose sight of just the being able to do the small things and the small steps mm-hmm. and we look at this big thing that we didn't do but we miss all these small things that we did. Yep. Um, and we beat ourselves up for what we didn't do, but we don't give ourselves credit for what we did. Yeah. So. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coach that said, celebrate your wins daily. So right. I'm like, well, what's a win? So like you said, just getting out of bed is, yep. is a win, you know, just yep. focusing on the one thing that you yep. need to do that day to get yep. you closer to your goal, yep. you know? Um, Dr. Christie here as a, as a, a testimonial here for you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Jen is a phenomenal coach. She's literally changed the trajectory of my life and business and in personal situations. If anybody is watching, uh, isn't where you want to be, contact her for sure. Definitely, I can totally relate to that. Uh, she's definitely helped me out as well. Um, you know, in a lot of different areas of my life. And I am just so thankful for her, Um, you know, from uh, there's also something new that Jen is, has come up with too, that she's taken some training on the Theta, Theta, uh, did I say that right? Theta healing. Um, And I never knew, like I've done a lot of healing and a lot of different uh, healing work over the last 10, 15 years, but um we had a session last weekend and it was, it unblocked things that I didn't even know were still there. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, it was truly amazing. And I have never felt so free in all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's definitely, if that's what you're looking for, definitely connect with Jen. Again, you can uh, get that information on her website as well. Uh, I've also, uh, yeah, I put her website on there and Chen's Happy Mail uh, up there as well. But and um, definitely, could I, she's... could I say something, Dorothy? Sure. Um, first, Christy, thank you. I um, I'm just gonna receive, so I, I'm just gonna say thank you. And Dorothy, same to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I still working, admittedly, to to receive in a in a positive manner because receiving is not always easy and working to make it easier. Um, I, I'm just out to people for people to thrive in life and helping people get the right steps in place, no matter what area of life it is so that they can and to live their dreams that I, you know, I'm retitling myself as a dream advisor because 
everybody belongs just living their dream and thriving whether they want to dig ditches for their whole life or whether they want to own a business or whatever it is so for sure sorry i'm, I'm putting in the comments your uh i'll just keep talking yeah. um you mentioned theta healing so a little clip on what theta healing is um theta healing is really a meditative spiritual energy healing that works um, on the limiting beliefs from a core level um, also with theta healing we do work just with different um, downloading of depending on what someone has going on um, could be energy related could be again limiting belief related and there is i'm still new as a pr practitioner so um, one of the things that i'm still learning to refine is the healing aspect um, so actually the healing of if someone has different ailments going on and calling in the energy through again that meditative spiritual practice um, in the area of the body that they need healing um, really excited about that um, I'm a healer by nature so to be able to refine that that gift um, is exciting and at some point I do plan to um, continue learning more on the diseases and disorders portion um, so more to come on the theta that way too. And it truly does work. Yes. Truly does work. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are wanting to get in touch with uh, Jen, I have in the comments put her links to LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So she's also available there with, is, and her website, jentaher.com. So I just wanted to put those in the comments so everybody knows how to get a hold of our lovely uh, guest here on the show today. Thank you, Dorothy. You're more than welcome. So um, what would you say is one of your favorite things about what you do? Mm, my favorite things about what I do. Yep. Just one. Top five. Top five. Because I know you. <laughs> okay. Top five favorite about what I do. Number one, beyond measure, watching someone grow, watching someone that is in a sad, anxious, depressed state, mm -hmm. seeing the light on the other side. Like there's no greater gift than to be able to watch someone transform and just thrive in life again. Number two, talking to people. I, you guys admittedly for anyone watching, video is, like it's taken me a long time to to just get on live videos and be comfortable with it. But I could talk to people nonstop all day long. <laughs> it, it's my love. Um, I'm, I'm going to reframe that actually. Listening to people. I, I, when I say talk, I, I'm a listener. I'm the person who is going to listen to everything you have to say and really listen unjudgmentally. Um, because I think everybody needs that person in their life. Um, number three, just being present to people. I, I am intrigued by getting to know the different dynamic that every individual can bring um, and how amazingly different we all are in our own right. Um, but also in learning about different people, it, it allows me to learn about me and normalize all of us 
in who we are and what we do every day. Um, number four, I would have to say number four would be in coaching alone or in any aspect of what I'm doing. Any aspect of what you're doing. Um, learning. I, again, I, I love, and part of that is probably what I've already covered, but just in all of what I'm talking about, just being able to learn and grow myself as I'm, I'm working to help support other people is truly a gift. And I was going to say the impact of people, but basically everything else I've mentioned is impact of people, but I'm going to say impact of people. And I'm, I'm going to reframe that. And, um, breaking through the the limitations i had left guys the, this is the perfect example of breaking limitations i quick story dorothy i you may know this but our viewers don't i was the girl i've always been like i'm i'm like i love going in and in, introducing myself and talking to people and sales and all of it i just i love it and there was some point in fourth grade where I got my first hit of be careful what you say and watch what you say. People are going to judge you. You're an embarrassment. And I had someone in my life who was also putting that plug of be careful what you say. You're an embarrassment. Shut up. Don't say anything. And that was my first question of, okay, maybe I should think before I speak. Right. Have you ever heard that comment before? Think before you speak. Oh yeah, it's there. Dr. Christie, yeah. we need to talk about that one. Okay, thank you for this week. Um, and then in seventh grade, it was the second, you know, we are doing presentations in school. And that was the one that really struck a chord, like you don't belong doing this. And in college, I went college a little bit later. I think I was 23-ish, right around there. And I can tell you that my fight or flight kicked in so, thank you kicked in so powerfully, I actually walked out of the room and I, I didn't give the report in front of the class that day. And it stuck. And that moving forward for the next 15 years, I did it. I had presentations in front of boards. I mean, I, many of them on the, on the weekly and I presented in front of thousands of people in different, different scenarios. And every single time I had so much angst and fear and anxiety and the whole sweating, the, the gross feeling. And if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be on lives on a frequent basis, I would have told you you were insane and that was never going to happen and that I don't am never going to be a public speaker. And I would have told you that I am terrified of public speaking. And even though I did it daily, I, I could do without the videos and five would definitely be breaking that even in myself. Like right now I'm completely just me and that, you. thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I, and I come my, you know, sometimes it comes out messy, you know, sometimes there's still that little thing like, Oh my gosh, I'm going live. Um, and, and that's what I want to help people break. Like, as a coach, when you can, that comes to number one, when you can see the person who was terrified of being in front of thousands or millions of people that can now do it comfortably, that's, look at the gift you give to somebody, right? Exactly. So. And on that note, Jen also has her own show Wednesday nights at six, six, no, 
seven. But seven, seven. Uh, Central Standard Time, though, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on LinkedIn and uh, do you you do it to your YouTube channel too, Jen? Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, and ah, oh, Jackie, I'm so glad you're here. Yay! Jackie has been a mentor to me to me um, for I 15 years. Oh, Jackie, oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, seven o'clock on Wednesday evenings, and then I'm also doing. And I took a break for a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be picking it back up this week, Thursday, maybe bump to next week. Um, different conversations about different emotions. Um, I, my first round was conversations on fear. I, moving forward, it'll be intermingled on different, whether it be grit or limit, um, limiting beliefs or anxiety, but just having continuous weekly conversations. And those vary between Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, 7.15 or 7.30 in the AM. So for the early risers. Yay. <laughs> Can't get much more earlier than us. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm up at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every day. And Jen, I think you're the same central. 430 Central. Yeah. So uh yeah. <laughs> well, what can we say? Um, you you said something that kind of struck me, and I just want to so as a coach, and you said that you like learning and stuff, how important do you think it is for a coach to have a coach? For those people out there that think, oh, I don't need one, you know, I'm fine the way I am. You share your thoughts, then I'll share my thoughts. I have a lot of mentors. I, again, Jackie, Jackie's one that has, she's taught me so much along the way. I think it's extremely, my opinion is everybody should have a coach <laughs> um, or a mentor. I mean, you know, fact of the matter is, is, um, and I, at, at one point in the near future, um, it's coming with some changes that I have coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, I will be doing some type of group coaching because I know cost is a factor and I'm a coach who I want to impact more people. Um, so I don't, I don't want cost to be a factor for people. Right. So to answer your question in short, I think everybody should have a coach, yeah. um, or a mentor or someone someone that challenges them, someone that they get uncomfortable around. I, I like being around people who make me uncomfortable because it means that I'm being challenged. Mm -hmm. It means like, shit, okay, I can't just hide. Um, and it, it keeps me moving forward, right? It keeps me growing. Um, and we surround ourselves around people who make us uncomfortable in a good way, of course. Yeah. That means we're growing. Exactly. Uh, did exactly. that answer your question? I went on a tangent. Totally, totally answers my question because I, I totally believe the same thing. You know, um, we don't know everything and we uh, don't pretend to know everything, but to get, like you said, surrounding yourself with mentors or other coaches is definitely key, um, I think, to success and learning and, and growing. So, right. Growth is right outside of our comfort zone. True. Amen. Yes. And I have to say this year and a half has been totally outside of my comfort zone the whole time. Good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yes. No. Yes. Uh, so you also would, um, I believe you also offer coaching for businesses as well. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, I, 
just what you do for businesses. Yes. So I've been in my background for anyone watching who doesn't know is I've been in the staffing industry for 15 years and in, in working with people and staffing and recruiting, I really believe that there's a opportunity for us to help employees from a life coaching side of things, because fact is, is our employees are going through things, whether it be financial or relationships, or they have goals just like all of us do. And if we from from an employment level can offer coaching to our employees as a bridge, as an arm to our HR departments, um, I, I really have it that it can help not only that person learn and grow, but also help the company and reduce turnover, help productivity, help engagement. I mean, it just helps from a whole dynamic. So um, just working to start rolling it out. And I'm very excited and grateful for all the learning that I've had in the last 15 years to make this happen. Um, so more to come on that in the next couple of weeks. Keeping that one a little quiet yet for now. Um, I know, but I won't tell. All <laughs> <laughs> the world, Dorothy. It's all good. <laughs> I didn't say a thing. <laughs> I want to, but I won't. It's your story to tell. Uh, all right. <laughs> so to respect time for everybody here, what do you have any last tips or any last thing that you want to say to our viewers as it is coming up to the top of the hour? And uh, I know you have tons of wisdom. So any last words? I have several. Yes. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, I'm just going to say Thank you, Dorothy, for having me on today and all of what you bring to the world. And for anyone watching who doesn't know Dorothy yet, get this woman's book and be sure to check out her Overcomer Academy that's coming to life because it is going to be amazing. And there's going to be a lot of steps from self-care to, um, yeah, just check her out is, is my point. So... I couldn't step over that. Dorothy, you've taught me so much in the time that we've known each other. So I appreciate you substantially. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you too. <laughs> um, okay, final words. Be kind to yourself. I, I'm going to just keep it simple and just say be kind to yourself. Because as I look through everything, if we're just, we can get, I mentioned it earlier, we can get so hard on ourselves about things from the past, about things from the now, about where we're headed, about where we've been. And if we're just kind to ourselves and start taking small actions in positive directions, eventually we're going to get to a, a better place of where we want to grow. But to me, it being kind to ourselves is important every step along the way, no matter what part of the journey that we're on. That is key. And, okay, I have more now that I say it. If you're in a tough place, get help. Just get help. Like there's there's tools, there's resources, there's people. Nobody, nobody belongs being in it alone. Agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. And, that, and that's one of the missions that we both share is we're doing this because we don't want people to, to feel like they're alone. And, and that's... Mm -hmm part of our mission uh, and 
you know, because we know what it's like to be in that lonely place, to be at, I wouldn't say rock bottom, but at the, yeah. at the bottom, sometimes it feels like rock bottom, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard to get yourself out of there when you're that low. So, and we understood and, you know, we've been there and that's why we're out here uh, reaching people and sharing our stories and getting, uh, getting our story out and helping people. And Jen is just an amazing, 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 amazing person. And it's funny how we met. And then, Oh, oh I got one more thing to say before you go to that. Uh, um, I had, and it, perfect timing. So I don't want to step over it. Um, I had a client ask me last week um, and they said, exact phrase was, Jen, what if it never gets better? And this person is in a really, they're, they're having a, a really tough time with anxiety and depression. I'll just leave it there. And guys, I know that there are days it feels like it will never get better and that things will never change and that you wonder if all of what you're doing is going to help. And I'm going to tell everybody watching the same thing that I told this person is if you stay the course and if you keep taking small actions and you keep doing the work and you keep surrounding yourself around people, the right people, you will come out of it. It will take time and it takes work. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there was, a, let's just say that there has been a couple times in my life where it's been very dark and I didn't think that I would make it to the next day because of the heaviness that was on me. And all it is, is one breath at a time, one yeah. moment at a time, sometimes one step at a time, but you got to take that step. You got to take that breath. You got to take reaching out to somebody to get you out of that pit sometimes. Yeah you just take that step yeah you take that breath yeah yes yeah. yeah. yes yes and yes dorothy <laughs> yes 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 okay All right. we we're gonna say before i, I say what what you. no that's fine and i forget what it was but that's okay must not have been important my mom always said that if you can't remember it must not have been important all good <laughs> anyways i just want to thank you so much for coming on jen uh definitely you are a wealth of uh knowledge and, and wisdom and for those of you that don't know jen please connect with her uh she's an amazing lady and she um is truly out to help millions of people out there our goal is millions of people to be reached millions of people to be helped and uh that that is our goal and uh and definitely uh, all, all of her information is in the comments. So uh, please look her up if you haven't already. Yes. And thank you everyone again for watching. Connect. I would love to hear from you. And Dorothy, thank you so much again for having me. My pleasure. All Have right. a good night, guys. Bye, guys. Hold on.